We we just did a whole new a whole episode without you right now. Yeah, I'm gonna check sorry. out. That's you've fair. actually been you've actually have I been, been replaced. Yeah, been replaced. These are my two Fine. new co-hosts. I'm sorry yeah. to tell you in this way. Welcome to Tencent Takes, the podcast where we continue our crusade of vengeance, one issue at a time. My name is Mike Thompson, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, the crusading killer herself, Jessica Frazier. Come at me. <laughs> she will kill you with a K. I'll cut you with a K at least. I have yet to kill anyone. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> the day is still young. There's time. If you're new to the podcast, we like to look at comic books in ways that are both fun and informative. So we always look at the coolest, the weirdest, and the silliest moments, as well as examine how they're woven into the larger fabric of pop culture and history. If you're enjoying the show so far and you want to help us grow, it'd be a huge help if you would rate and or review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Good Pods, because that really helps with the discoverability. And friendly reminder... We have pulled all of our content from Spotify, given how the platform is continuing to actively promote voices spreading vaccine disinformation. Today, we are going to talk about one of the first Marvel superhero movies, 1989's The Punisher. And since we're talking about an 80s classic, in air quotes, we decided to bring on some friends. And we are incredibly fortunate to be joined by Freddie Morales and Santos Medrano from the amazing podcast, 88 Miles Per Hour. Guys, welcome. Hey. Hello, hey, what's up, Anne? How's it going? How's it going? Hey. Live from the Oh, we're so excited to have you. That's here. right, hey, Pomona, right here. <laughs> what's going on? Here? Lincoln Heights, home, Lincoln what Heights. <laughs> For those I, used to be, I, I used to be in West Hollywood, but I moved back to my Lincoln Heights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go to the good bakeries, right? Oh, yes, panaderias, of course. <laughs> El bolillo. Yeah. <laughs> Pan dulce. Well, so. <laughs> Would you guys mind giving a quick intro to yourselves and your show for those of our listeners who don't know it? Santos. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, good intro. I was actually going to do like, hey, hey, Freddie, you do it. Let's see what happens. No, you but... do it. <laughs> All right. So our show is we have, you know, I love Back to the Future. So I thought best way to start off is doing a podcast about because that movie is about traveling back in time. And with our age, it's like we're so about reminiscing about the past so what do we do is we hop into a delorean and we travel back in time to revisit the movies we grew up with and we don't review movies we don't all we do is we it's, it's what actually freddie said is like we revisit films i'm like yeah we're not reviewing because we're not going in and we're gonna be like oh you know this movie i like the acting and you know i give it an a plus like nah we're all we're doing is <laughs> like hey remember this movie yeah oh i like that scene it's what we're doing we're just revisiting and remembering and we're seeing we're also seeing does it like if we haven't seen in a while does it still hold up or what and we also involve a lot of life stories and sometimes we'll do a lot of comedy bits where we just bring up scenarios out of randomness you know it's like you heard the best of so we we started yeah. talking about um, an american werewolf in london we're like what if there were two yeah. cholos you know <laughs> yes, that was so good well, what was it like, mexican robocop like that was oh yeah mexican too. robocop yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that was he puts put his thumb up your ass if you don't wash your hands. Exactly. <laughs> so we have fun with the show. And also, we're all about music. Freddie over here being a, a musician, a singer. We always end the show with the song of the week. 
And yeah, that's all it is. It's just us traveling back in time to revisit the films we love and talk about music and life stories. And that's all yeah. it is. That's what that's it. Yeah, that's what our show's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love your show so much. I, I think we met through like some podcast account was asking for you know, people who are looking to exchange reviews or talk or something like that. And we wound up connecting. And the first one I ever listened to was your discussion about less than zero. Mm. That was, and a, that was a good episode. Like, I really like listening you. to you guys talking about like how I think Freddie, you were talking about going to parties like in, in the Hollywood Hills in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, especially that movie, that was kind of, that was my teenage life. I mean, I was growing up in Hollywood scene and, you know, being from, you know, both sides from the, from East Los to up with hanging out with the Beverly Hills kids, all these rich kids, you know, and yeah, it brought back a lot of memories of what I was doing back in the day, you know, in the eighties, partying with all the uh, rich boys, <laughs> all the yeah. music, the music, especially the music, the nightlife, you know, I had a good times. And that was Freddie's pick because I was like, kind of like, dude, it's like, cause it's such a serious movie. Like how are we going to make yeah. our, all our movies? We try to have, like, we incorporated some funny silliness to it. And cause we, I also, I see us as a comedy show. Honestly, we're, we're not a TV and movie, even though we do talk about, like, I feel like all we do is have fun and laugh. And I was like, how is we're going to make anything? But I think it was good because we, we really brought a lot like Freddie, you just mentioned and some stuff that I saw in life. I'm like, you know what? Nah, let this be an episode about like where people tune in and it's just like, yeah, what you're seeing in Hollywood, you know, many of you think like, oh, that's fake. That's not, <laughs> that shit's real. Here's our stories and we'll right. share what we we've experienced in our lives and end up being a really good episode. So it's like every now and again, you'll get the serious side of 88. So don't yeah. think everything is silly no we do get serious that's one of our more serious episodes that's why i don't even do the fake advertisers in the beginning i actually do like a little hey everybody this is a serious episode you know so it's don't think yeah. you're coming in we're going to be making jokes about you know drug abuse and shit no this is a serious episode so it's cool it's, i don't know it's fun <laughs> yeah. it's just a good time all right well let's kick things off and talk about one cool thing that we've read or watched lately Freddie Santos, you guys are our guests of honor. Why don't you go first? I'm very much into this. I mean, it's not a comic book, you know, so. <laughs> but It's fine. There's this author called Brian King, and he writes like splatterpunk and horror. Like, I love this fucking guy that like his books. I'm so obsessed with them, but I don't read them because I don't have time to sit and read. Sadly, I do audiobooks, So it's, it's the same, right? I guess, right? So I, I read, it's called The Seven. So it's pretty much in his universe of his books, everything is connected. So it's all these seven characters from all these different worlds from his universe, like the MCU. And it's the end game where they're all coming together to fight all the massive villains throughout their oh, nice. the worlds. And I love these fucking books. So I've like gone through all these books and every now and again, you hear like the Stan Lee cameos in a sense where like, you'll hear something from another novel. You're like, Oh shit. Mm -hmm. And it gets me excited. So that's, that's what the, one of the last things that, I've listened to, you know, but I do go through and I, cause I have the, the Kindle just to, if need to skim through, just cause I want to thoroughly see us a part of it, what it what was said, but yeah, that would be, it. it's a, the seven by Brian King. I love that. I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It's an amazing fucking, the, just his world. It, it is so fucking cool. I'm obsessed with it. Like seriously. It's, and I'm not about authors really. Like when it comes to like books, novels, but this guy, like, I just love everything he does. I get so excited. And they are dark. Most of his books don't have happy endings. Just I'm giving you a heads up. But it's like they every book takes place in a different level, as he says, because everything is connected through the labyrinth. And 
it is i don't know it, it's so fucking cool man it's like it'll take me forever to try to explain it all but that's what i had so i don't know I mean, you know so see what freddie read or watched well for me my life has changed i know i'm gonna bring the downer here but i lost my mother in february due to covid yeah. and for me i've been really just hardcore into the health and uh, finding out why why how is COVID still around? So for me, that is my entertainment right now, finding, learning knowledge about COVID, what is going on with the vaccines, what is going on with all these mandates. So for me now, that being a part of my life, that's what I've been kind of just researching. You know, that's entertainment for me right now to kind of, you know, learn more about what's going on in today's life, you know, and uh, you just started a new podcast kind of related to that, right? Yeah, I'm still working about it. It's, it's called This is a Real Life. And it's pretty much talking about what has hap been happening. And there are a lot of people who can relate of losing a parent, losing a, a brother, a friend. And I've lost a lot of people due to this. So to me, it's a very personal matter for me to kind of just share because we need to, we need to really support it. There's not a lot of support out there, unfortunately. And I think if, we, if I put something together where you can, you know, people can relate, I'm helping someone with what, what I'm going through. And that's pretty much what I've been doing in the last uh, three months now. Mm. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's entertaining. It's, I mean, learning and it's, you know, keeping the mind going and just uh, moving forward. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. All right. Jess, you're up. Well, so this one felt particularly appropriate since we have our friends from 88 Miles Per Hour podcast on today. My friend and avid listener of the pod, Noelle, is she's just so sweet and has been finding such fun comics for me to check out since I've started this podcast. And we work together at our day job. So I'll sometimes just find a comic or like a snack or like something else that made her think of me like on my desk. It's so sweet. So this time around, I get to my office and she left me a trade paperback of the Dark Crystal Creation Myths written by Brian Froud and Joshua Dysart and Matthew Dow Smith. And it was illustrated by Alex Sheikman and Lizzie John. And this is a collection of stories of this world's lore in graphic novel form. And That's guys, cool. holy shit, this thing is so cool. It's so <laughs> awesome. Like, dude, it's sick as shit. Like the illustration style is so cool. Wow. It kind of looks like Brian really Brown's like, artwork. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's this really soft style, almost like a watercolor style mm. and really softened, mm. but it still has all of like the wrinkles and the kind of edge that you feel when you watch that movie or you see those characters. Yeah. It's so cool. It's beautiful. And it really carries the vibe of the movie. And then that TV special series that they did a few years back. And this was one of the movies that I used to watch as a kid. So it was really special to get more of a backstory on the lore of that world. Check it out if you get the chance. It's awesome. Nice. So cool. Nice. It's pretty good. Yeah. No, Brian Froud is like, it, he's still crushing it. Like, it's really cool yeah. to see him. His wife, Wendy, does a puppets too, if I remember right. She did one a few years ago. It was like a fairy tale book and it was basically they did like, you know, post photos of like these puppets that she had made. Yeah. No, they're it's like... His designs are the ones that Henson was like, oh, for both Labyrinth and uh, yep. Dark Crystal, right? It was, yep. yeah. it was like, okay, so they pulled mm. from that. Because that's what I remember, Brian Froud. It's what, you know what's funny? Because like I didn't grow up watching Dark Crystal. I grew up watching Labyrinth. So I didn't mm -hmm. see yes. Dark Crystal. Me too. So I was older. But in 98 or maybe 97, when the Crystal Method came out with the album Vegas, they have a song on there 
where they pull some like one of the songs they pull some sound bites it's trip like i do and you hear like the intro dialogue from the dark crystal where he's like you know oh. the crystal cracked like it's a whole little dialogue i didn't mm. know that i just thought like oh the crystal man really cool. i'm gonna dance and shit but when i got older and i saw the dark crystal i'm hearing the dialogue, like the voiceover part, I was like, hey, that's the crystal. I was like, oh, shit, that's where it's from. I'm like, oh, yeah, crystal, crystal meth. Ah, it makes sense. <laughs> that's awesome. That's fantastic. But yeah, it's a, a trip like I do. As I'm they have, scribbling it down. They have two versions with the crystal method. They, they, crystal method. They did one where, speaking of comics, the Spawn movie, they did like a whole yep. album where they did right. collaborations. So it was Crystal Method and Filter. It's called Trip Like I Do. It's not that one. It's the actual Crystal Method from the album Vegas. It's actually my favorite album of theirs. And that one, it's, it's called Trip Like I Do. And you hear it in the beginning. It's a cool fucking like the way it builds up. And you hear the guy is like, he's like, other worlds, you know, other times in the creation. I remember that. that uh, yeah. Crystal cracked. It just, oh, that's so cool. I want to listen to it did, after. Did <laughs> oh my God, I just got, no, song? I am too. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, did Filter have that song on their album too? Because I didn't have the Crystal Method album, but I remember hearing that. If like, the, you know how they always do re-releases later where like, you, you know, yeah. like speaking of like Depeche Mode Freddy, they'd always do like a, a re-release where like they'll add extra songs that were like B-sides right. originally. So it's like the 2020 release or whatever, 20th anniversary. Well, they have one of one of their albums where it's featured on there as a bonus, but there's also, they have another album that's a lot of like B-sides and covers and that's featured on there, but it wasn't on just one of the regular albums originally when it was released. So I think it's like title of the record, maybe I'm thinking, I can't remember the one that had like the- That sounds familiar. But yeah, but fucking that that song, that was just at the time you could only find it on the Spawn soundtrack. Cause mm. that, that was a cool fucking- yeah. Sorry, we're like taking over the show. I know, no, it's cool. <laughs> no, like, my bad. <laughs> Grace I, I can't man. imagine. A, yeah, no, I can't imagine a better podcast to take over our podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys are comic book experts now. It's canon. It's fun. <laughs> All right, right on. Yep. <laughs> the Batman. <laughs> well, yeah, and then I mean, going back to the, to Brian Fred for just a second, his son Toby, I think, was the baby in Labyrinth. Yes, too. in Labyrinth, he was the baby. Yes. Brian yeah. Fred's kid was, was Toby. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, Toby and they didn't even rename him. They just called him Toby in the yeah. movie too. So like, and because maybe he would only acknowledge Toby because he's Probably. a little he's a baby. You know, you're not gonna because he was to... like, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, real quick. So what I've been reading lately is there's a new series from DC that started last year called DC versus Vampires, and oh, it's nice. one of those. Yeah, the idea is like it's one of those like you know non-canon imaginary stories, and the DC universe has been invaded by vampires. Like basically, they've staged this invasion where they're like we're taking over all the heroes and villains that we want. Huh. And so, so it's kind of like cloak and dagger. They're trying to figure out who's a vampire, who's not. It's really fun, and it's written by James Tinian, who is also writing something is killing the children in the nice house on the lake, which we've talked about on this show. Uh, and then the art's handled by Matthew Rosenberg, and he's got this really fun, dynamic style. And it's pretty much perfect. Like, it's halfway through, and basically the Justice League is all vampires now. And, you know, and now it's like the Resistance is trying to escape and regroup and figure out what they can do to to save the world. But it's a blast. And there's, like, a lot of deep cuts to, like, DC's 70s horror as well. So, like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I really recommend that's it. That's neat. All right. Who wants to talk about the Punisher? El Punisher in Spanish. <laughs> el, in Spanish, it's called. Uh, they, what do they call him? Oh, el, el 
Castigador. El castigador. It does sound way cooler. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's El like castigador. Most things sound <laughs> well, cooler the, the, in Spanish anyway, though. So, like the, the Mexican version of the Punisher, he was gonna be like a dad with the with the mustache and fucking a belt. Un cinto. <laughs> he's gonna have guns. Yes. He's just gonna go around. He's like, hey, but no, ven para acá. <laughs> yeah, he whips. He whips his villains he <laughs> and tells him how disappointed <laughs> he is. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then when they start crying, hey, you want to cry more? <laughs> El castigador. That's what would happen, man. Shit. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. So I I mean, how we picked this, I can't remember. I think it's because honestly, I should have picked now. I'll we'll get into fucking Punisher, but I I'm not picking uh leprechaun and here's the reason why because in fifth grade my buddy showed up to class with the leprechaun comic book that came out yeah. of, of the movie i was like oh th-, and he never let me fucking see it he didn't open it nothing and i was like <laughs> man and i've always wanted to see that fucking comic book so knowing that if i would have picked that movie you would have sent the comic i would have been able mm-hmm. to read it and that i would have from fifth grade i would have been like ah all right i could die well i wouldn't die now but you know i'll be like i've been happy i mean but it's like fucking all right we did the punisher and i haven't seen it since 89 like i grew oh no i I mean i don't know 93 maybe but i grew up watching this going to east la every time i'd visit my cousin frankie me and my brother and him this shit was on channel five in los angeles all the time every fucking weekend dude and and i loved it i i love this movie as a fucking kid i see the punisher i'm like dude this is right here man we're never gonna get anything better than this it's the greatest <laughs> thing ever i'm like shit mm-hmm. if i can go to you know fucking whatever old year old i you know 11 year old me and be like hey hey hey, hey wait a minute <laughs> you're gonna learn about netflix and fucking marvel <laughs> yo then it's gonna get better but back when dude this was fucking howard the duck to this like, i was gonna say shit. what do we have before this like we had howard the duck right yeah so was, howard the duck like, and it was just like you know so it's just like why re-watching but i mean honestly like i mean i'm curious what freddie's gonna say because i always get excited to be like what is <laughs> you know but for me like i was like why did i like this as a kid he sucks <laughs> i'm like fucking Dolph Lundgren, get out of here if he dies get out of here fucking <laughs> Nah, Drago. What the fuck, Punisher? <laughs> doesn't even have the doesn't even have the skull anymore. Fucking what happened? No, like Mister, we're gonna I'm gonna show my that. chest instead. Look at me, I'm buff. Fucking get out of here. <laughs> okay, uh, let's take a moment to acknowledge the fact that Dolph Lundgren was and still is a beautiful man. Like yeah. you know, oh, yes, yeah. he is, he's guys. got like a very yes. Elvis like it's, it's, versus James Dean mashup kind of situation happening. Absolutely, but yeah, like gritty. Yeah, he's, he's the good. also like he's also fucking smart man like he's got like some degree in like biochemistry or something like that wow. before yeah. he got into this and he's like a black belt in karate and like it's like fuck off like i'm sorry like we have enough overachievers on this planet already like you, you can stop <laughs> save some for the rest of us definitely yeah. every yeah definitely every angle of the camera he just looks great on camera yeah. I mean, I, as a matter of fact, I just rewatched it. I haven't seen this movie in since when it came out. But and I have never seen it before. I hadn't. This either. is the first time that I've ever really? watched it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I remember being, you know, seeing him from Rocky, and I was like, wow, okay, now he's doing all these actions. Man, I didn't realize how violent this movie was back in the day. Oh, I mean, right? from the beginning, this and, movie and was what? rated R. Like, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, how? Yeah. Like, Everybody dies, really? everything explodes. 
everyone gets Everything kicked explosion. in the face with a knife. I mean, it just happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, bone cracking and just, you know, a lot of uh, martial arts, uh, a lot of stunts. I mean, just violent movie. I was like, wow. I can't believe I was right. watching this as and my, you know, my dad. ¿Qué estás viendo? Alguien está matando aquí. Okay, okay, son. <laughs> you know, so much. I was so, eight when this movie came out, and after that, once it was, I I've seen it so many times throughout the years growing up. Like, dude, and I'm a kid, and it's so violent. I was like in love with this movie. That's why that was the first thing in the very beginning when he starts killing all those mob guys in the yeah. mansion. And you're like, whoa, shit. Like, yeah. fucking, he hangs one guy, stabs another, the butler. Right. Plus, Same. I'm a big fan of mob guys, yeah. too. So it was like, mm-hmm. okay, now they're killing mob guys, you know? And yeah. Uh, plus, the cast was great. It was a good crowd. I mean, there was only a few, three, three well known actors. Yeah that you know when they first yeah. went in to the like when the first guy first went into the closet like the mirrored closet scene like that was a cool scene when they just walked in you see all yeah. the different reflections of him around and he's just looking around right. oh that was cool yeah and it was i mean it was really well shot i mean the camera and just the effects it didn't i mean they really put some money into this movie i mean yeah well okay so like we'll we'll pepper this throughout i guess so one of the things that i was thinking of was like kind of trivia true and false so this movie i'm curious do you guys think this movie was a box office success probably no, I don't not so. i mean it wasn't a box office success but the amount of money it costs to make this movie right and how much it brought in i mean yeah it, it successfully did its job and made some yeah. extra money so yeah. i would say not a hit like fucking we're not talking about it to this day like back to the future and shit but it made the studio its money back and some more. So I would have to say yeah, it, it was, was successful. Yeah. And that was the thing was it, you know, it didn't get released here theatrically in the States. Like oh. they, it, basically new world entertainment was going through a bunch of financial problems, but I think this is how it used to work was that like international distribution was, you would typically sell the rights off to like distributors overseas right. and then they would, you know, yeah. then do all the hard work. But this movie made like 30 million internationally, like because they had theatrical releases, you know, worldwide before the international box office was a thing. And they only had a nine million dollar budget. So it's like we got video, video, right? For 1989. Yeah. And like that, and that's what we got was we had it on video. Like I always saw it in Blockbuster. But you know, and then I like yeah, I was always like trying to rent it. My parents were like, No, <laughs> you're not watching that. Right. <laughs> Just uh, only if you lived in LA, you had a channel five, dude. It was on all the time. <laughs> dude, my the, ed- the edited version, of course, you know, or even I don't even like know a half hour it was long. even I mean well, they like... sh- they showed action movies back when they were obviously you know what? The knife in the head with the lady at the end, it was oh, in the yeah. I remember seeing that as a kid. Damn. So really, yeah, okay. like it's just if it was blood, you wouldn't see that. They would cut that shit out, but like for instance, like Commando, when Schwarzenegger yeah. throws the pipe and he's like, you know, let off some steam, you know, and it stabs the guy in the chest and he's hanging like dead. That was on TV when I was a kid. So fucking. I, yeah. You know, I remember, actually, what was it? The Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, Cyborg. Remember that? Like that one had some pretty brutal kills in it, too. And I remember seeing that on TV and they didn't edit that much. I think yeah. I think back in the 80s and 90s, the TV got away with a lot because I saw a lot of violence. I mean, I saw. I mean, even horror movies yes. like The Exorcist, yes. you know, you know, yeah. her, those would just be on. You know, yep. Really? And that was like frightened just watching that as a kid and got nightmares. But nowadays, of course, I mean, they have control over that. You don't even see movies like, well, now 
it's like who watches movies on regular tv it's like you know you got yeah, streaming got you got streaming netflix services. you got you know it's like it's changed the world has changed and now how you you pick these movies up but yeah i mean a lot of violence in this in the movie yeah plus you want to see it uncut like why right. am i gonna it's like for years i watched shawshank redemption on tbs and i didn't realize how much of a different movie it was uncut i was like oh there's more of a story like what the fuck so it's like yeah if you're gonna have the option to watch the punisher on tv or you're going to get the uncut version and watch that one. What are you going to pick? So, of course, like, it's just like movies on TV are pointless now. There's no reason for it. You know, yeah. like, I mean, unless it's a kid's film, uh, of course, there's an exception to the rule. But I don't I, if I want the action, you know, fucking give it to me and in, in streaming or whatever DVD. Yeah. Incredible how streaming has taken over. It's like, like I'm revisiting a lot of these movies now. Like I get to, ah, I'm going to watch something I watched in the eighties. And that's pretty much what, what I've been doing lately, you know? <clears throat> and it's just, it's kind of, it's fun. It's fun. You know, yeah. you can watch it anytime you want, you can pause it and come yes, back to well, it. Well, multiple you times know. if you're watching this film, did I say that out loud? <laughs> right. I walked away from this movie so many times. Like I would get 10 minutes further and I was like, I'm pausing it. I got to go do something. <laughs> yeah. I just don't care. <laughs> Yeah, for those of you who want to join in on the conversation, go to YouTube. It's on there yes. for free. <laughs> that was the only place yeah. I could find and, it. And in fact, I started watching yeah, the like movie. You can't buy it. No, I started watching the wrong movie because I all I saw on our list was The Punisher and I didn't bother going back and checking. Oh, our... the Thomas Jane one or yeah, what? With so, John Travolta? Yes, correct. And I was like, wait a fucking minute. John Travolta's in this film. So yeah. Um, wow. And then I luckily I only got like probably about 40 minutes into it. I got about halfway through it. Yeah. And um, I was messaging and I was like, this movie, like I can just see the fridging from like a mile away. And Mike's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like messaging him about like, no, you know, that one part where like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what movie are you watching? And I was like, oh no. Once in the wrong one. Imagine well, you came to this podcast knowing you're just watching that movie. The you're John like, Travolta version. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, what are you guys talking I know, about? Right? Like, what Doc yeah. London? When was he? Saturday Night movie? Fever? What? John like, Travolta Greece? conquistador? What? Well, I was thinking about that. Like, like the Punisher has had three fucking movies and two seasons of a TV show. Like it's wild i always think about it. he's like oh he's not really that well known i'm like no he's had a lot of of adaptations and, and a short film with thomas jane thomas that oh it's so good yeah it's that a, was forget fucking john travolta and fucking sad night fever with that forget that punisher mm -mm. watch the short film he did on it's on youtube just put punisher mm -hmm. thomas jane short film whatever that that is what he wanted he's like nah Okay, I know you guys clown me fucking. Okay, that was Hollywood. No, let me show you what I would do if you give me another chance. And that was good. I love that. Well, you know, who, ended, you know, you know who, who made that, right? Fuck, like, I forget. That, it was someone. It's so, it's Adi Shanker. It's the guy who gave us the 2012 Dread movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, wow. Another comic book movie thread. Ah, right. dude. See, another one where you, you want a sequel mm -hmm. and you don't get it. Like, fuck. But that was a good version of The Punisher, you know? I never saw Warzone, the, the other one, but I heard it's, it's like a it's good, okay. like, campy action. Like, it's fun, you know? Like, honestly, I think all three of the movies do think, do certain things right. Like I, yeah. I personally think Dolph Lundgren was actually pretty good as the Punisher. I think, but like, yeah, he was did him didn't do him a service. But like, you know, it's Ray Winston as the Punisher in Warzone, and like, you know, and he actually I think looks the best as the Punisher because he's kind of this grizzled old guy who's also built like a brick shit house. Yeah, and then, and it's got that kind of weird 
wry humor. Like there's a whole bit where they have these guys doing parkour across the rooftops and looking like <laughs> badasses. And then one of them mid flip gets hit with a rocket launcher. Oh. Like, like, and he just explodes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like it's you know it's not great but it's one of those movies where again you watch it and you're like yeah they got certain things right like it's all right the tv show is okay but like they spent a lot of time looking at computer screens in the tv show and i was like all right whatever like it's mm. like people are gonna be listening and be like oh rocket launcher and that now you know what i'm gonna up it with the fucking from this movie i love there's this part all right where the punisher he's driving a school bus and shit with the kids so yeah. he's driving and there's these guys the villains they're all like in the street and there's a van and one of the guys gets on top of the van and fucking dude that that stone was badass and he drives and the guy jumps through the windshield of the yep. bus and lands in yep. there. I was like, oh shit. And that's an actual yep. guy. That's no CG. That's no if, no dummy. That was fucking real. Yeah. That guy jumped through the bus. Bro, that was not fucking <laughs> If you around. see the list, if you see the list of stunt coordinators on that, it's a long list of stunt people who were involved in this film. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also, it's apparently, like- <laughs> apparently Dolph Lundgren did most of his own stunts too. Like he yeah, did all of his yeah, fight scenes. Yeah. Because yeah, he, he was a black belt. Acor- he according knows to what's the- up. Yeah, according to the IMDb trivia page, he did. So, yeah. like, the only thing that did bother me was his voice. It mm. wasn't like pretty uh, yeah, enough. Yeah, I agree. Right, it wasn't. It needed to be like I'm going to, you know, it's like come on, they murdered his family. Yeah, you know, yeah. and he's out there, you know, trying to kill all You're these a little bad more husky guys. About it. And I would be, yeah, yeah he's like I'm good. Well, you know, they should have used like, just Sylvester Stallone to do the overdub on that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's it's what he one was of those doing? Things, you know what? He couldn't. He did sound like Sylvester Stallone in some right? of the, the scenes, like you know. He's like, I watch Cobra. I'm gonna do the <laughs> same. <laughs> well, and it, it's weird because you know they gave him that American accent, and it's the same thing they did in Masters of the Universe with him, where it's just yeah. like, yeah, like it's like it doesn't quite work. You're trying to sound like you don't have an accent, and unfortunately, because you're Swedish, and it's like, yeah, it, it sounds yes. like you just maybe had a little bit of a stroke instead. So yeah, so know. that was just a little. You know, they could have. You know made a little better better voice for him or i don't know it just it wasn't really man you know kind of tough the tough guy yeah know? i wanted i wanted him tough though he was invincible because fucking in the beginning of the movie when they're like it's the punisher how the news all knows about the punisher and he's standing in the doorway in the yeah. fire after and he's then, just blown up the mansion well he has it hasn't here's the thing he hasn't blown up the man it's on fire and you see right. him and you're like a silhouette like it's him and then he literally walks out of, of like the doorway and then the house explodes, like the mansion. So you're like, all right, he didn't have enough time to get out. Yeah. The comic book, yeah. him, <laughs> but in the fucking movie, you're like, what the fuck? And then the other part, when he's having his flashback where his family blows up in the car and he's standing there, he's like banging on the window for his wife. He's like, unlock the door, please. Oh, uh, yeah, you know? yeah. And then the, the car blows up. I'm like, how is this guy fucking still alive with the fire? Dude, he's not invincible. And- he's a regular guy. Also, exactly, how yeah. is there love- such a mystery about him actually not being dead? Because it's like, did you find a body? Like, it's not going to just poof. Right? Like, there's going to yeah. be some residual, like, body that you can identify. So, like, exactly. just have some random, like, you got to figure out who that John Doe is. If you've got some other person that you've got toe tagged as this homie, yeah. that is not the case. It's like, did he fake his death? Like, he actually, you know, what the fuck? Like, yeah, where's the yeah. body? Oh, it blew up. Okay. It's just gone. Well, by, the way, those, by the way, those explosions were just outrageous. God. I mean, like, it's like the car hitting the back of the other car. Yeah. And it's yeah. Just yeah. Massive explosions. Like, what kind of uh, gasoline are you guys using? It's like all these Jet fuel. camera angles of just 
Yeah, it's like, well, wow. it was the 80s. They didn't have the same, you know, automotive safety standards. <laughs> or like when, when the Punisher, when they're at the docks and he shoots an, uh, like an arrow through a guy, right? And he gets stuck to the van and oh, then yeah. he zip lines down and <laughs> yeah. the guy's just like, what the fuck, dick? Like, hey, I got a, uh, and he slips. Like the guy, like, I know he was dead, but that's not going to kill him, you know? And so he's just going to stand there like, all right, what do I do now? I'm stuck to the fucking van. Like, give me a <laughs> And he needs zip lines with him. Like, I don't know, just some of these fucking like <laughs> but that's Holly. I mean, that's just uh, what makes these movies just great to watch. You're like, what? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Dolph Lundgren wasn't actually their first choice to play the Punisher, right? No. Like it was they they originally wanted to have Christopher Lambert, the guy who was Highlander. Nah, that, that would have been a way different movie. And I'm just like, that I'm like, ah, that would have been terrible. No. Like, um, fucking Raiden, nah, get out of here. Fucking nah, that guy. I don't like I mean, that like, guy. He had, a, you know, it's interesting. He had this like weird career. Like he was also Tarzan in this yeah. movie that came out a couple, like right around the same time. And, yeah. and like it was a pretty big Maybe hit, I guess. Zeke, they thought like, oh, this guy like will use. Like it, he's you know? wiry. Yeah, but no, I'm glad like they went. Like I know for what role, I don't know, but Nicole Kidman was cast at one point. Yeah, I saw out. that. I was like, what? Uh, yeah, so, uh, they think that, that she was going to be the other cop that was like tagging along with uh, Delroy Lindo. Okay. Her introduction was weird. He's like, hey, I was the hooker. Remember? Yeah. Well, OK, <laughs> but like, the what? thing is, just, you know, <laughs> why? even my wife, she was walking by. She's like, wait, what the fuck? That's random. <laughs> so in the comic book adaptation that they do, they actually have like they were clearly working from an earlier script or like, you know, the non-finished script. So they actually show the, the death yeah. of his family. They show that he was a, a cop. And then they also show the bust where she was the hooker exactly like, yeah and it's just you know, so random like hey I'm, I'm gonna introduce myself by saying hey i was the hooker remember like what <laughs> instead of being like i was an undercover cop but it also is kind of shitty being like the woman in the situation where it's like of course you're gonna be like if you're a detective and you're gonna be plain clothes of course they're gonna fucking cast you as the hooker yeah of course nobody's gonna fucking remember who you are regardless of how well you did during this sting because you're just the woman and you were just kind mm. of a yeah the only well, way anyway. you'll recognize me is by saying like, oh, yeah, I was the, the girl that you paid for money. Like, oh, like, oh, yeah, that's you. Oh, okay, I remember. Like, what? Oh, yeah, what you is- owe me 20 yeah. bucks. Give it back. <laughs> and my pan dulce. Remember, you ate my pan dulce, too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. It, it, they Like, for instance, like the there's a scene where they're going and kidnapping all the boss's kids, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. I feel bad for the nanny because there's this nanny Bye. with a bear and she's like, oh, with yeah. the kids. And then I don't oh, know yeah. where the fucker, the guys, they just shoot the nanny and kill her. Like, what if it was her first day, like on the job? She's like, hey, I'm going to make oh a lot God, of money. Right? This is like it for me. Like, I got a good job, like job security. Okay. And then they fucking gets killed on the first day. Like, what the Can fuck? we talk about how traumatizing it is for all of these children, for all of these situations? Like, not only are they being, like, kidnapped, their nanny is being killed right in front of them. Or exactly. their, like, father or, like, you know, like, their dad is being, like, one kid's dad is, like, threatened with a gun to his mouth, like, while he's watching crying. I'm like, this is intense. They see a guy go through a bus windshield. You know, at the end of the movie when, like, when the mob boss dies and then the son is yeah. sitting there and 
Frank sitting there. He's like, you're a good kid. Grow up to be a good man. We're all be waiting. And I'm like, Jesus fucking, Christ. He fucking threatens that child. I was like, that kid is going to have so many yes, issues. And if gonna... you think you didn't just create like a super villain, you're fucking wrong. I, I honestly think it's going to be the opposite because he's just put the fear in that fucking kid. Where like every time he's going to always be looking over his shoulder. Even the simplest thing, like, you know, wanting to grab an extra slice at the fucking, you know, the pool party or whatever. He's like, nah, fucking Punisher is going to kill me. Like he's always scared, dude. I think that was a good thing. But I honestly, I think they should have done it differently. He should have died. That kid should have died. The ending should have been when at some point the father would have killed the Punisher and maybe the kid jumps in the way or like, dad, no. And the father accidentally kills the kid. And that like gets the mob boss to be like, fuck, like my whole life. And I killed my own kid. And maybe that's like his, his, his judgment. From the punishment, he has to leave, you know, the cops come, arrest him, but he's always going to live with that being like, that was his punishment that he killed his own kid. I was waiting for the kid to kill his dad. I was too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, that, you know, he was going to be killing his father. But that, by the way, the guy who played his father is a good actor. That guy has been in yeah. so many movies. Oh, he has. Yeah. Perfect role for being him. He's just great, great for being that mob guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's well, a and big then, old douchebag kind of character. Yeah. <laughs> side character. Play, I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Maybe he's a nice guy. I don't know. I can't, right? I can't speak to him. <laughs> he was also in the James Bond movie, too. Yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the villains. Uh, what was it? The Living I'm Daylights? I don't remember which one. The Hold Living on. Daylights. Uh, I think it was The Living Daylights. But yeah, he was in one of the James Bond movies. So he was a big actor. He was yeah. also yeah. Dr. Charles Nichols in The Fugitive, according there to IMDb. Oh, yeah. 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 So, well, yeah. If this movie really cool. was released in theaters, you know they would have been like, and starring, uh, you know, Oscar award winner, Louis Gotsa Jr. I think it yeah. would have helped this movie a lot because he had won the, the, the Oscar, then he does this film. Like, he was the best actor in this. There's that yeah. scene where they, when they arrest, after the whole bus incident and everything, they arrest the Punisher. He's in jail and he's like getting him and he's like shaking him and he's telling him like, let me in, like, let me in. Like, but it's done so real. I was like, fuck, that's why he won the Oscar. This fucker could act all of that wasted on this movie. But he, he was fucking good in this film, man. Lewis Scott, like, I, I liked his character in this film, but it really reminded me of what they did with the, the crow a few years later where mm. you had, you know, fucking the crow walking around and then, you know, he, he, he goes every now and again to that cop and he's like cool with them and shit like that. And he knows him. It kind of reminded me of that. I'm like, hey, they're both comic book movies, right? <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because in the comics, he wasn't ever a cop. Like, you know, then they made him a cop in this movie, which mm. was like a twist. Cause like the whole idea is in the comic books, he is a Vietnam vet originally. And then his yeah. family was killed by like the crossfire between like mob shootouts or something like that. And then in this one, it's like, no, basically it was the mob going after him and his family because he had done some sort of bust against them. But yeah, it, it seemed like this movie was really fast. I mean, from beginning to end, it's just action, yeah. killing action, you know? And, yeah. Yep. <laughs> And, well, uh, and then they bring in the yakuza, and you're just like, oh, okay. And, yeah, what was the, that? Was weird. <laughs> I mean, well, cause, okay. Remember how in the '80s, how like everything that was like Japan was suddenly really sexy in terms of like you know like media content because like we had the Ninja Turtles at this point in time. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, Fucking, you know that there, one there, movie there with that... Michael Douglas. Fuck, what's it called? Hard Rain. 
you know, like, oh, yeah. 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 Michael Crichton wrote that book, Rising Sun, mm-hmm. which was like, you yeah, know, the which 80s, got turned into like, a movie. Yeah. yeah, it was, you know, it was a thing. And then, but then there's that whole bit where they have the meeting with the mob and a lady Tanaka is sitting there and she was like, well, you know, we run the crime in all of Asia. And I'm like, oh, this was written by white guys who did not do any research. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and then, throwing around you know, some racial slurs. I was about to say too. that. Oh, yeah, I did. Like, like there, there's that whole bit where she's dressed fine. in like the kimono with the the kind of geisha style makeup, and you're like, what the fuck yeah, is what going was, on what was here? The point of yeah. that? Like, I didn't yeah, understand that. Yeah, that confused that. me too. <laughs> and then she's got her henchwoman, who's apparently a giant badass, like you know, who takes out the Punisher and that. Okay, that Coney Island Funhouse where he's riding around his motorcycle. Dude, I want to. I want to <laughs> go to that place. Yeah. When I was a kid, and that with the big giant slides and the spinning thing. Yeah. I was as a kid. I was like, dude, where is that? I want to go there. <laughs> That's a okay. fucking funhouse. Yeah. One of the coolest parts was when they had the guy, the ninja guys, like sliding down the yes, slide. I was just like, about so to say that. that. Was so cool. I Wasn't was like, that okay, awesome? Okay. It, it <laughs> was sliding. giving me. It was reminding me of that scene in Birds of Prey where they have like the big funhouse carnival fight scene. Uh, you know, yeah. I never got around to seeing that one. <laughs> oh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. A fun yeah. house, maybe. Ah. Ah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. For those of but you yeah, like, like easy jokes. <laughs> but like also that blonde chick that was hanging out with the Yakuza, like she doesn't actually have a name. She's just referred to in the credits as Tanaka's daughter. And I'm like, but she looks like it was her what? girlfriend. Like I yeah, she had the best yeah. gadgets, knives in the shoes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Her necklace get some of those. was I don't know what that was, but her necklace she used it and cut his hand. <laughs> I was like, fuck, dude, she was pulling them all out. Like shh, shh, shh. but in the end, she yeah. got her neck broken. Yeah, so she was prepared. Time. Yeah. Poor girl. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I do want to get some of those sneakers with the knives. That's, you know. That's Hell yeah, good. dude. You never know. Right? You never know nowadays. I mean, that's today. like from Russia with love, right? Where they've got like the poison tip knives and shit. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so have you guys seen the other Punisher movies like or the TV shows? I probably have seen one of the most. I don't even know. But after this, I did see one. It wasn't the John Travolta one. But I know I just lost interest. I lost interest in that. <laughs> you know, Santos, you? The the Thomas Jane one, like mm-hmm. I, I I saw it once, but I was like, eh, I didn't. I was like, whatever about it. I never, like I said, I never saw the End Game. No, not End Game. You know the one. You know which one I'm talking. Uh, about. War Zone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did see the short film, and then the 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 Netflix show. That's the one I missed. I never got around to watching that. That and Iron I, Fist, but I saw all I the Iron Fist. You didn't miss anything. Like, Iron <laughs> Fist. I heard right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like I, I was going through Daredevil, fucking the no Nick Cage. I thought that was the best one out of all of them, and mm-hmm. then Sarah Silver. No, Sarah Silver. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Yeah, and then Punisher. But I never got around to watching the Punisher. But I would always see well, clips and people talking about it online of how amazing it was and how it was shot and how violent it was. It's like no, this is the Punisher. Like, this is it. This ain't no Dolph Lundgren. But again, I never got around to watching it. Yeah, I mean, I, it's one of those things where I always think about it. I'm like, I'm not really that big a Punisher fan. I'm like, I've watched everything they've put out with him in it. And it's fine. Like, the TV show was fine. I thought it was better when he was kind of like a secondary plot line in Daredevil because I think it's it's kind of like Jack Sparrow where it's like he's a great, interesting kind of secondary character. But when you make him like the main focus, it's it just doesn't, it's not something that gels with me. You know? Yeah. Whereas like it's a lot of fun to watch where he's like the foil 
like for the Punisher, like the, the, the way I was introduced to the Punisher was when we first moved to La Puente, when we're from East LA, this had to be like, I believe 87. Mm -hmm. And there is this comic book store. It's no longer there, but there is this local comic book store in my area. And my mom took us and I just remember it was fucking amazing. And that's, that was our shop that we would be going to. And it would be my brother. Like I would get whatever randomness, but my brother, I remember he bought some uh, Punisher comic books. And I remember mm -hmm. being like, oh, I want to see him. But he was always like, no, 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 you're going to mess them up. In which I, I would because I didn't know what the fuck. So like he yeah. would turn the pages for me and stuff. And that's how I would see the Punisher. And then later on, the movie came out. I'm like, oh, that's the Marvel. That's the Punisher from the comic book. That is so cool. So like that's how I was introduced. And like and there's this thing called Imgur that I follow where they always post funny memes and stuff like that. But every now and again, they post this comic short from the Punisher it's like I think it's just a one shot, and it's really good, I, and and it's dark too. And he shows up to this house. It's a husband and wife. They open the door. The wife, she's like in a robe, and he he walks in, and he basically tells him like, "Go, like, come on, let's go down to the basement." Like, and he he's like tells the kids to sit on the couch. So he has the sit. There's two boys and a girl. The little girl, she's young, and then the two boys are a little bit older. They're sitting on the couch. He goes downstairs, and then you see there's a bed and a camera a camcorder you find out oh, that man. they have been making videos using their kids with the mom and then giving them out so punisher killed the guy who's been distributing these tapes killed him got their address goes shoots the wife right away and then leaves the guy like oh what the fuck and then he ends up shooting them like in the mouth where it basically leaves him to die bleeding and like it's fucking dark but he's like hey, I, I know exactly what you guys are doing this and that he already called like child service. He goes upstairs and he sees he has a monologue. He sees the kids. He's like the little girl. She's young enough that she has enough that they work with her. She'll be she'll you know, she'll be able to take care of it. But the, the boys are older where it's enough crack where he's like, I might be coming for them later on. And you're Oof. like, what the fuck? And then that's how the book ends. And you're like, fuck. And every now and again, it gets posted. And I'm like, dude, I think I, I could be wrong, but I think Garth Ennis did the book because I that I sounds love, like a Garth Ennis book. Like yeah, he. He goes dark. He does. I love Garth then because I, I read Crossed. It's fucked up, but I love his work because it's fucking dark, dude. But that book, like, that's where I got the extent of, of Punisher comics. That and when he dies quickly in Marvel Zombies with, it's actually Ash versus Marvel Zombies the from the Evil Dead. And he runs into the Punisher and he's like, I'll handle it. He has his gun. He fucking dies right away. And Ash is like, oh shit. And he just takes off running. But I've never really read or followed Punisher comics. So I've always been like very blind to like a lot of the Punisher. Like I just know recently the whole thing you mentioned earlier, the skull, how like yeah. they, Marvel changed it. And now he doesn't mm -hmm. even have guns either. He's going back to more using a sword and martial arts. So I know they changed them up. But like when I listen to like Kevin Smith's podcast and stuff with they've talked about how like marvel comic books they'll change something but they always go back they've always so mm -hmm. it's just a, a small change for a while comic books always have done that i mean you guys will know you guys are avid readers so you know like at one point someone dies they'll be back you know no one yeah. ever stays dead i mean they killed off wolverine for a couple of years you know of course they brought him back yeah but yeah the punisher they've redone his logo because you know he's basically his logo has become a symbol for the alt-right and marvel and disney didn't really do anything about it for a while and then it's become enough of a problem that they're like, okay, maybe we should uh, do something about it. But like to the point where we've seen police cars, like there's some, like, I think this was in Kentucky a few years ago. There was some police department where they put the Punisher skull on the cop cars. Yeah. What? And everyone's like, and everyone's like, dude, 
Yeah, it's like he's first of all, <laughs> Punisher's a cop killer a lot of the time. Yeah, like, yeah. All, yeah like, I was gonna like, say like, wow, like the, Pun- the Punisher's a murderer. He is a mass murderer. There's no way around this. And then instead, you know, the alt right's just like, no, he like he deals with the criminal element like he should, like we should be dealing with it. And it's like, oh man, oh Jesus. So now my. there's like a whole thing where you'll see people rocking like the Punisher skull with a thin blue line in the middle of it. And I want to show you like, you're bad comic book fans. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I said a lot. No bueno. No bueno. It's, it's, it's like, I mean, it's obviously it's not as dark and evil, but it's like how people love, like they talk about the relationship with the the Joker and Harley Quinn. It's like, that's a love Mm -hmm. I want. It's like, wait, what the fuck? Like, okay. You don't know. You're not a reader. Like there, no, that's an abusive relationship. (laughs) Well, what I'm hearing is that yeah. you want to manipulate someone and control them. That's what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> so That's it's at that level, request. you know? It's like oh. they totally min- tell us you don't read comics by show or yeah. however they say it is that they say stuff like that. <laughs> tell us without telling us. Yeah, exactly. Well, we, there you go. We're friends with another podcast called Comic Book Couples Counseling, where they look at comic book couples and then talk about them through the lens of some relationships self-help guru. That's cool. And yeah, and like they're a lot of fun to listen to, but like one of the things, and I'm pretty sure I remember this, is that they basically are like we are never doing Harley Quinn and the Joker because that is the example of an abusive, dysfunctional relationship. And yeah, Ryan, yes. But they've talked about like you know Batman and Catwoman and Green Arrow and Black Canary. Like I suggested them at one point. I was like, have you looked at Gwen and Carmen from Doctor Mirage, which is this '90s comic? And they were like, this is our favorite couple now. They're like healthy and they communicate and they like assist each other and support each other i'm like yeah that's good so, stuff because we know harley quinn and the joker like that's just bad they're, news, they're, but they're not a yeah the, but harley quinn with poison ivy because i've yes. seen that every night yeah that's disease, great yeah that, that is a good relationship right because i mm-hmm. haven't followed much of like a newer like i, I know in deceased they're together in that comic book and they basically save gotham or poison ivy does but that's not a like she left a bad one for a good one right yeah okay good okay because yeah. i was yeah. like yeah it's like it's canon where like harley quinn had like a moment where she got revenge against the joker and basically like kicked his ass from here to sunday and hey, that's cool it be, you know because harley quinn as time has gone on it's harder and harder to paint her as a villain where it's like no she's a victim and yeah, yeah. right you know it's one of those evolving characters where it's like magneto where it's like every decade it's harder and harder to like you know prove that magneto is actually a villain where it's like, well, and mm-hmm. it's harder and harder to prove that like Poison Ivy is a villain when it's like, ooh, she's just looking out for the environment. She exactly. says, yeah. sees how fucked up everything is. And it's like, how much of a bad guy is she really when yeah. she's going yeah. after like corporations who are like poisoning the earth? Right. I don't know. Yeah. It, I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> well, so going back to the Punisher in the 80s, when you were starting to read this, that was like when he was huge. I think he had three or four different series between like the late 80s and the early 90s. Like, and I think three of them were going on at the exact same time, too. Okay. It was like that X-Men, Spider-Man, Batman effect where it was like he was one of the big characters from Marvel. Because at the know? time and when I jumped in on books is when like comics got more adult because it's like you had the dark knight returns fucking, mm-hmm. like things were just changing watchmen came out so it was at a time where books were getting more like oh they're not just for the kids they're fucking for adults yeah adults yeah they was like oh the boomers are like you know are doing that nostalgia buying now and they want to read the yeah. stuff that made them happy when they were kids so let's give them more adult stories yeah i was uh i was what 19 when they came out wow okay <laughs> Wait, you were 19 in 89? <laughs> yeah, so 
Yeah, yeah because you're 10 years ahead of me. Oh, shit. yeah. But. Yeah. So I was just realizing I was like, wow. And I saw the posters and I would go. My brother and I were always going to movies. So I would see the trailer and the trailers and sit there. And now remember that was those days, the double head so, movies. Do you remember seeing the Punisher movie posters? I do remember seeing one and I have a friend who actually has had will collect them all, all of those movies, uh, posters. And he had one of them. Okay. And uh, yeah. Where it's like just Dolph Lundgren in front of a motorcycle. Yes. You know, yeah. so I know that you're not a big comic book guy. Did you read the Punisher movie special ahead of this? Yes, okay. I did. Cool. Actually, I sent it to him. Yeah, I did. I, I checked that out yesterday. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Because it was interesting to, to watch, you know, see it. It's, you know, it's a comic book. It's fine. But the cover for it, I think, makes a better movie poster than the movie poster they used. Like, mm -hmm. here, for your reference, it's like. Eh, what the uh, fuck, yeah. dude? You actually own go. a copy of it? Yeah. Holy shit. How, is yeah. that like worth anything? Like, like just no, for it's like 10 bucks. Like maybe, oh. ah, but I mean, um, that's still no, something. Hey, $10 is $10. Fucking. But it, you know, it's, they had Carl Potts write it and he was like writing the Punisher war journal, I think in like, and editing it. And then they had Brent Anderson who he illustrated God loves man kills, which was this X-Men story that they used as the template for X2. So they like put some talent behind it. But I mean, it's, you know, it's a pretty faithful adaptation of the movie. There's a couple of extra scenes in it. And I mean, honestly, I think the action scenes look better in the comic book than they do in the movie because, you know, the movie was kind of cheaply made. And so a lot of it, it was kind of like more wide action film or wide action or like the close-up shots where they're like trying to, trying to make it look a little bit better than it right. should. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it was cool to have the companion because you got to like, not a like it almost like the prequel a little bit beforehand you know I, yeah they show the intro yeah, yeah and the, I, I like the that prologue yeah there you go fuck i couldn't think of the word good job <laughs> i was like what is it fuck i couldn't remember but you're right you got a little bit of a prologue and you actually see leading up to his family getting murdered right mm -hmm. and that was cool like i was like all right you get this little piece of it you know but then at a, at a certain point you start realizing like oh it's starting to match you know and there's that yeah. little piece where it's literally like like i said i made a joke out of it but in the movie the punisher standing at the doorway he walks out of it and then the fucking mansion explodes like in reality no fucking way he got out in the book you see him at the doorway and then you see him hop over a fence and then the, the mansion explodes and that makes more sense that way the movie fucking just for dramatic effect like look at me i'm in a doorway yeah. oh it blows up like oh well fucking magic oh look at david copperfield no 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 like yeah, right would you fall through the floor yeah, yeah like it doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense but yeah it, yeah it, it, i mean it was the, cool the other big difference in the comic is that like the last action sequence where he's going through that yakuza tower is he has the skull like on his t-shirt but that doesn't happen in the movie, but you know, other, and they don't actually know it. It's just like all of a sudden he has the skull and you're like, all right, well, whatever. But I mean, yeah. that was a big thing was they changed it so that like the skull is on his knife that he keeps on stabbing yeah. people with. And he must have a bunch of them because like, I didn't see him pick <laughs> up the knife most of the time. Like, <laughs> no. no. And the cop had it like a, the cop had it not in evidence bags at all. Just chilling on his it's, desk, you right. know, along with a box of un bagged shells from apparently these other investigations he's been doing i was like okay your trail of evidence is broken you need to figure <laughs> that shit out you're a bad cop and it's like yeah like every time he picks it up he goes like that flips it in his hand puts it in his pocket like 
aren't they supposed to have a baggie like fucking put it away like gloves <laughs> and shit yeah like, all the time dude. i can't prove that this is castle well yeah because you're fucking putting your grimy ass fingerprints all over exactly that you're not doing any analysis <laughs> they're gonna blame that guy and and you know the, all right the fucking the the cops they're they're oh my gosh the ending part with the tower when they need to go up to the tower you're telling me that fucking building doesn't have stairs we're the fucking stairs because they oh, go yeah. to the maintenance man and he's like, hey, how much longer? Oh, he's that's like, right. At 10 minutes. Yeah. What do you mean? How, how much longer? And they right. wait. Where's the stairs? Yeah. What I'm hearing is that there's no emergency. So exit. Dumb. Exactly. No, you got to wait for this elevator. And, you know, you- like I'm looking at the maintenance man. I'm like, nah, that shit. That would have been a fucking Latino fucking right there. Be like, hey, hey, espérate. Uno cinco minutos. Fucking calm down. Hey, I'll, I'll get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need it right now. Hey, hey, hey. Te calmes, wey. Siéntate. Ahorita, wait. You wait. I fix it, okay? Uh, ahorita, wait. <laughs> you know, fucking. <laughs> ah, dude, that's just it bothered me. Fucking waiting, like, dude. And then you see them all slowly walk into the the fucking uh elevator, and that's just hit me. I'm like, where are the stairs? Like, there is little bits in this movie that just made me laugh, like that. There's another part when like they're all at the restaurant, and you see a grandma as part of the crew with a gun. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I should fucking don't mess with grandma, man. That was funny. <laughs> right. God. God. Oh, yeah. So okay. I got a couple of questions to kind of close this out, which is if you were gonna change one thing about this movie to like make it better, what would you change? Hmm. The shirt. I I, I just yeah. want to see the skull on it. You I don't fuck the knife. No. The skull. Oh, wait. Are, oh, shit. Are we able to curse? I'm sorry. I just started cursing. Oh, yeah. Totally. Don't okay. worry about it. Please. We, no. Fucking curse. Okay. Because I've noticed <laughs> oh, yeah. none of us are cursing. But yeah, the skull. Oh, no. We'll, I want no. the skull. Oh, you've missed it. I fucking have them. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't paid attention to the whole like uh, curse. Yeah. The skull, dude. Like, we're the one thing that's all about the Punisher. One, I would love to see those white go go boots, but the skull. Like, mm. where's the skull? Like, that's the one thing I would change about this movie. Was if I, if he had the skull with the t-shirt, that'd be fucking badass, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that was like a big thing. One of the rumors was that Marvel wouldn't let them use the skull. It was like, oh no, they wouldn't let the production company use it. The production company fucking owned Marvel. Like that was not a thing. Like they just decided they didn't want to do that. They wanted to put the skull on the tip of the knife instead. I don't know. Do you think it's the way movies are now? Like fucking the Batman. They're like. No, we can't have a guy fucking wearing a suit with question marks. That's too silly. Dick, you got a fucking guy dressed up as a bat. Like, you're telling me you got to put a guy with a bowler hat and question marks? Like, get the fuck out of here. That's why, (laughs) as much as I love that movie, I hate when they change shit like that. The original X-Men? No, you you want yellow spandex? Yeah, fucking, that's the way Wolverine looks. It doesn't have to be spandex. Make us look. Make them look like the fucking character. Now we're going to wear the black. We're goth matrix. Nah, get out of here. So I bet you that's what it was. It was Hollywood being like a skull. That's too silly. Just make him wear black. Like, what the fuck? Make him look like he's coming out of a leather bar. Yeah, you know, you know, the, the big wig at the, he's like, hey, we're going to do the Punisher. He's like, hey, hey, are you doing the Scott? Nah, I don't like the Scott. Take it off. It's fucking, nah, it's too scary. <laughs> the kids are going to be all like, like <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> fucking just put him in the black. You know, he'll be fine. And there's oh like, my God. yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Why, why they got rid of that skull, I have no idea. What about you, Freddie? What would you change about this movie? You know what? I wouldn't change anything. <laughs> I'll just leave it as is. You know, uh, yeah, I just, it is what it is. 
Jess, how about you? This is a tough one. I probably change a little bit of just how they they react to like the female characters in this film i mean big surprise Mm. i liked that the boss was a lady that was kind of cool they didn't do her much justice just in general as far as being a villain i don't know i just i didn't really care for her style as a villain they just didn't really give her much to work with she just was supposed to be a stereotypical Mm -hmm. like you know what we would consider like an asian person quote unquote with like no real defining like country of, of origin which is just frustrating to begin with but also the cop you know the fact that the cop was doing all of the legwork and she was like yeah I'm using a computer system to like figure out where the fuck everything is happening because that's great that you're putting little pins in a board but that's really not getting us anywhere and she really didn't get a ton of credit for all of that work she was doing she just kind of did it and he was like standing over her shoulder like being argumentative like way too close to her fucking face the whole time that she was like actually doing work right yeah yeah i can see that yeah i can see that too if i you know what over the skull if i could take out one thing is that racial slur in the movie because that's, yeah. that's, that's mm-hmm. not needed. Like, well, well, even then, like, what the fuck? Nah, take that out. Like, we don't need yeah, that shit agreed. in this movie. Agreed, that too. Yeah, yeah. I would have honestly just gotten rid of the whole Yakuza plotline. I'm like, nah, yeah, he's already got the mob. Like, just instead of having the Yakuza kidnap the kids, I would actually just make it like the mob, a mob right boss who's trying to take out, like, to take over, like, the, the cartel or the organization, whatever it is, I would have him basically going in and taking out all of like the lieutenants and capos and people that he sees as his competition or that he needs to like get off the board to like take over the operation. Cause I like, I think on one hand, like it was kind of cool watching them like open up the, that elevator and then, you know, mow all the guys with like the kendo swords down. I thought that was cool. Yeah. But which if yeah, you're going to attack like, and, somebody, if that's your first line of defense and you're using kendo swords, which are like just an impact blow, maybe your you're security not really isn't like, that great. you're, you're going to get mowed down. Well, they're supposed to be like this big old mob like organization. It just was like, be a little bit more organized about this, please. Like, Seriously. it looks great. Wonderful entrance. Like the bad guy, you know, your enemies are really going to be impressed, but you're they're going to get mowed down really yeah. quickly because there <laughs> is such a thing as automatic weaponry. So mm, yeah, good luck. That was, yeah, it was very wasteful on their part. <laughs> they're like, yeah. yeah, we're dead. Forget it. <laughs> These people are just for show. Yeah. Temporary. It's just like, we got to have them fight ninjas. You know, the Ninja Turtles are huge right now. Fucking that, the Foot Clan, <laughs> give them ninjas. And that's why they put the ninjas in there. It was fucking 89. Come on. You know, Michelangelo fights ninjas. That's right. The Punisher will fight ninjas too. Yeah, but that's right. not in the script. We're doing we're bo- mob bosses, corruption. Nah, nah, put the fucking ninjas. They're going to fight them. They'll like it. The kids will go crazy. They like Ninja Turtles, the ninjas, the foot. Come on. And that's what happened. That's probably why there's ninjas in this fucking movie. <laughs> no, 100%. Amazing. I mean, well, you know, he was living in the sewer. He probably ran across him every now and then. There you go. That was another part. Hey, like, uh-huh. where, where, where's this hideout? Oh, man, you know what? The fuck it. Don't even bother. Put him in a sewer. The Ninja Turtles, the sewer. That's it. And then, you know what? <laughs> what would be even better is if he found like their first hideout that like they had to abandon. Oh. And like goes and takes mm. over their hideout because like, you know, everybody's off the trail of that hideout because they're looking for them in a different place now. But like, he's like, oh, this is nice. 
that would have been like a cool little like easter egg yeah. at the time that shit or like he just walks by and he sees like like a sigh on the floor or something or a bow staff like some nunchucks that would have been fucking cool just like a little <laughs> easter egg that would have yeah, been great yeah just yeah just quick it's like throwaway but for fans that know what's up don't be like oh dude oh. i would have been right there with my brother and my cousin be like oh shit that fucking ninja turtle dog you know it would have been exciting as a kid that would have been cool man yeah but you know the funny thing is the turtles are sort of a part of the Marvel universe because they're like the way that they were created. It's like daredevil's origin where some kid, you know, the whole thing is like, Oh, it was because some kid was like pushing an old man out of the way of like a radioactive waste truck or whatever. And then, you know, yeah. that was the radioactive waste that got on them. Yeah. 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 I, I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. That's so fucking cool. That's how they, cause they confirmed it. Right. They said like, yeah, that's what it's, who it's supposed to be. That's yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be a parody on that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I think we've talked about this a lot. Do you guys want to move on to our final section of the show, which is called Brain Wrinkles? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. I want to. So this is the part of our show where we talk about one thing that's been stuck in our head lately that we just can't stop thinking about. And usually it's comics or comics adjacent, but because we have you guys on it can be about anything so freddie what's been uh what's been rattling around your noggin kind of just moving on forward and mm-hmm. seeing other interests i mean definitely the pandemic has changed this world especially in every aspect of entertainment and the way we live our life and that's kind of like where i'm at right now i mean i'm just kind of um mm-hmm. you know and then plus I, I had a huge loss i mean my mother i was very close to my mother and so i'm just trying to find other interests where i can be happy you know i lost a big part of my my, my heart so it's been challenging you know so i'm kind of just you know i'm trying to read more trying to do other things outside of the house because we you know during the pandemic and lockdowns here you know we were so just isolated so i go to for long walks I try to listen to podcasts you know discover new podcasts you know to for entertainment and that's pretty much where I'm at right now. I'm in like a new, new chapter of my life and, and finding what other things I'm interested. There's so much going on that there's so much like bad stuff going on, like on TV out here. And now I'm, I'm like, just, I want to leave that and kind of just find, you know, life, you know, what makes the beautiful part of, of life. It's still, there's still beauty out in this world. And that's what I'm trying to do discover or rediscover and that's kind of where i'm at right now so santos what is one thing that has been kicking around your head lately honestly it's it's not movies or music what it is that i'm getting heavy into design i've, I've done a lot of designs like freelance work where i've worked for this company called we've had a on called los gothco i did some freelance work for them i did two images and you know they've been having on design shirts and stuff it's fucking cool to see my artwork on on t-shirts and it became to the point where it's like i started getting freelance work i'm like you know what no more freelance it's like i'm gonna work for myself so i started doing a bunch of designs i actually took Mm -hmm. a week off where i started working and already i've already done where i've done the dba where like where you know i've got this the thing set up for the the tax code i i gotta get a reseller's permit business license like i have every i have a website i'm waiting on i just got some stickers i wish i had the fucking stickers so i could show you right now i left them in the kitchen but like i'm gonna 
have an online store where I'm selling my artwork. I just want to nice. do it. If it fucking fails, it fails. I don't give a shit. It's like, oh, well, I tried because I don't want to live with what ifs. That's the one thing I hate because then you're like left with like, what if I would have just, I don't want to be an old man, like, you know, my deathbed and be like, what if I would have just tried to sell my shirts, like, you know, my, my art on shirts or, or magnets or whatever, or stickers, like what would have happened? I don't want that. I don't want that shit. I don't want to live with that. So I say, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Uh, like, uh, and I, like I said, I've done a bunch of designs and, and I think they look cool. People I've shown them to, they're like, fuck one, let me know. I want to buy the shirt. I want to buy the shirt. So like, if it works, I want to, you know, I, I know I last night I saw Freddie, he was at, you know, he was a vendor at an event with his stuff. And I want to do that. I want to go to co comic cons, conventions, farmers markets and shit. Just have my booth where I'm selling stickers. Cause I've met friends, artists who also do the same exact. And that's their life. That that's what they do. And like, I want to, I want to give it a shot. So that's, what's been on my mind. Just working on that. Yeah. How about you awesome. guys? Yeah. Jess, why don't you go first? Yeah. So I've been thinking about shitty celebrities because there's been a lot of shitty celebrities in the news and um, yeah, you know, so we can, you know, I, I don't want, I'm not going to talk about anybody specifically like Johnny Depp or Amber Heard. I knew you were going to say <laughs> he's been one of them, but, yeah. you know, like, but here's the thing is that like, right. when we get down to it, like, it's not like these people are just starting to be shitty. Yeah. Like they've always been shitty and we're just right. like, okay with it because Bill they Murray? have a certain level of celebrity. Y yeah. yeah. Bill Murray's always been a shitty person on set right. yeah. from what I hear. Yep. Like always uh -huh. like, you know, then you've got the Jared Leto sending rats and you've got like, there are, there's all this shitty kind of just stuff that we allow celebrities to do because they've reached a certain level of fame. And I think we as a society need to start looking at that being like, hey, first of all, they're not gods. Right. They're human ass beings. Yes. They are fallible humans Yep. that we are giving far too much weight and power over their opinions and their actions. Yeah. So you can continue to have people like Marilyn Manson who continue to groom people and abuse people you know, throughout the years, et cetera. So there are all these people who it's like, we know they're shitty. We've always known they're shitty and we as a society just give turn. them a pass. It's like the like the Chris Brown and Rihanna. Yeah. And then fucking yep. oh, yeah. oh, but his music, oh. ah, he's so good. It's like he he beat a woman. Like there's I true. Just, th know. There are other musicians who don't beat their partners and are just as good or better. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend who yeah, I have a friend who's he's a trainer. He trains Halle Berry. Very, you know, he's but then he just oh, I reached out to him the other day. He was out doing a movie with Mickey Rourke and he said, that guy is out of control. Like he was telling me, he was like, dude, Ugh. this guy. I was like, really? He's an asshole. It's like, yeah, bro. It's like stardom is just like, wow. Weird they all think they're gods. The, the white guys, huh? It's it's a lot just, of the time it's the white guys. I, I don't understand. It. I mean, these people are just people who are on a exactly. different level from us. They're being in a bigger paycheck. They're just, mm -hmm. they're people on the screen. And then off screen, it's like me. I'm a musician. I do what I do on stage. Yeah. And I'm Freddie Morales off stage, you know, yeah. and, and that's just the way I am. I don't, I'm not better than anyone. And these people who have this power, and now we're, like you said, now we're realizing what, how shitty these people are. It's money. So the studio sees it as in like, I don't want to tell this guy no or control him because he's making us so much money. Fuck yeah. it, just leave him. As long as he continues yeah. to make us money, we'll let it be. 
and that makes sense on that point. It's fucking wrong, but it makes sense. But why the regular, you know, John Q public are like, cool with that? I don't understand. It's like, oh, but yeah. like when the whole thing with the Bill Murray, yeah, but he fucking did Ghostbusters. So what? I saw Richard Dreyfuss's kid tweeting out the story of what happened on the set of What About Bob, where they had the higher Disney hired security to keep them separate because they were just, you know, Bill Murray was a fucking dick. Richard Dreyfuss got upset because he attacked one of the person who fucking grabbed their glasses and threw them when she was trying to tell him like, no, you're not going to take the day off. And he recounted this whole story. And then they started showing proof of the interviews and bringing all the other people. And it's like, yeah, it's in my book. I talked about it here. And I was like, fuck, I didn't know that shit happened on What About Bob? And it's just like, I knew about the, what's her name? Was it? No, no. The, from Charlie's Angel. Lucy Liu? Yes, there Lucy you go. Liu. I was going to say yeah. Lucy Lawless, but mm-hmm. I was like, no, that's not her name. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. That's why he's not in the second film. It's why they got Bernie Mac. Yeah, you know? yeah. which I mean, honestly, I'd rather watch Bernie Mac anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, that's a talent loss right there, man. Yeah, I think that that part of it is that we have this whole mentality in our country of, well, if they can do it, I can. But what people fail to remember is that the people who get celebrity, it's either that they know somebody who's in the business, they grew up in an area, their their parent, you know, whatever the case is, or they have an incredibly lucky break. You know, it's not like you're just going to work really hard and you're going to be a celebrity. That is not the way it works. It's like 90% chance and like 10% like who you know. And maybe that's the percentages probably aren't right, but it's those two. It's a combination of those two things. It's not like I'm not going to be famous for any reason. Like I don't need to be, but I'm just saying like, I'm a fucking nobody. Most of us are fucking nobodies, but we look at celebrities and we go, "But, but I could do that. Yeah. You can't, yeah, though. Unfortunately, There's a yeah. very specific world you would need to live in where you're a celebrity. Same thing yeah. with the music world. I mean, I had I worked for two major, three major labels. Got my, But it took me a hard time. I had to meet people. I had to work in the mm-hmm. industry. I had to do, mm-hmm. I was a production coordinator. I, I, and then from there, they saw my talent. And I was like, can you listen to my demo? And then and finally. And you lived somewhere. You lived yes. somewhere near where you had the opportunity to pan yeah. those demos to people. Exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah. my former co-host from the, the first season of 88, where like I I was trying to get into the film industry, doing, you know, from editing and just doing all this stuff. Like, I, but it's hard because the, the film industry is very much like a lot of time. I mean, not a lot of it's who, you know, right. But it, it, it's hard to get into right. the industry. Her never had any interest on in working in the industry whatsoever. She ended up dating this guy or she's currently with them engaged who works in the industry and now she's worked on all these projects like why because who she knows who's the person she knows mm-hmm. her fiance mm-hmm. this guy brings her now she's working all these projects the, the last thing she was actually working was the oscars and stuff all these shows mm-hmm. i was like wow i'm like it is true it's who you know yeah <laughs> yeah like, but but you know eventually these people i've met people they there's they just suck the soul out of you you get tired i got tired I mean, I walked out yeah. and say, I'm going to do my own thing now. I've learned so much from industry and now I'm just going to do my own thing. And I'm much happier now. Other people who just like, there's just the stories I hear that what they've gone through and, you know, it sucks the soul out of these people. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's at a place where like you, you have to stay quiet and you get treated like shit where in the early days I worked with this producer, we were working on, on some pilots. So I was editing the pilots and I remember we got in a big fucking argument because I thought 
a certain thing like that doesn't make any sense like as an editor and we got in a big argument and i i for me i thought it's like hey if you're wrong i'm gonna tell you you're fucking wrong but i think he's so used to people being like no i tell you and you stay quiet and we do it and they, it was like I think shocking for him to me to speak up and say something. And it was kind of funny after the fact, cause I started laughing, but you know, and after that, we well, didn't work again after what, <laughs> you know, but mm. because he wanted someone that's going to stay quiet, you know, and be like, I'm going to give you shit. You're going to do the fucking work, sit at a computer for 16 hours. And, and that's it. But I did it. Power. It's the power. Yeah. It, yeah. The money. Get, yeah. And some people know how to do good with it. Other people just let it get to their head. And so many people just, are, they have a lot of yes men. Yep. You know? Yep. I, where well, do we, we go from stop, the Punisher to this? We, we need <laughs> to stop dark. being yes men. Yeah, yeah. We need to stop being yes men to these people, though, because I think that's a big part of the big issue is that all this stuff, people are still supporting these celebrities who have done these shitty things, like yeah. proven to have done these shitty things, and people still support them because, oh, they're talented, or oh, blah, blah, nah. blah, blah, blah. We need to just stop giving time yeah. to people who are shitty. I agree. I agree. Because it's talent time. is, it can't be the overwhelming thing that we focus on. Like, no, we have to be all, you know, treat each other with respect. You know, mm -hmm. there's a certain limit, limitations. Yeah. And I think people surpass these limitations and just to, be, just to say, oh, I hung out with him or I did this movie. Yeah. But if you treat you like shit, right? Is it worth it? No, it's not. So yeah. Yeah. I always liked in like the 80s and early 90s when like someone on a TV show, was gonna meet their like favorite celebrity and then they're like a huge dick to them on the show yeah and like i'm like why can't that be in real life like we're all right fuck this person i'm never gonna be cool like we got that shit all the time in the they were trying to tell us something yeah. <laughs> look like, at man celebrities are assholes <laughs> hey man i've met some of my heroes music and wow believe me and i've been like wow i like your music but you are just a bad person forget you yeah it's like, i'm done yeah. yeah when i met freddie it was at this 80s prom event and there is this one like i i, I shouldn't say the name maybe i mean you know fucking i don't care if you want to bleep it out <laughs> go ahead but it was the the bow wow wow singer so all the people there they had all these singers from the 80s like performing and shit johnny vatos fucking from oingo bongo the drummer that was so cool like i met all these people and they were all hey can i get a picture yeah I fucking talk to them and everything i wanted a picture with her dude she looked at me like i was garbage like what the fuck and then like she pulls some random person like hey you come here you get in the picture too and i'm like who's this fucking girl like it was like a bad experience meeting her and i'm like what the fuck dude and but everybody else was so kind it's how i developed my friendship with this guy fucking freddie met him oh dude I have, I have one too i was saying it's just uh, the you know Terry Nunn from Berlin. Wow, he was wow. I did a show with her. Everybody knows. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and she did not give me my own green room. She took both of them. She didn't have, have both of them. Yeah, I'm sorry. What? She took both green rooms. You guys. I for had to what dress fucking up purpose? For she needed to have her own little room. The room, the other room, the band had it. And then she needed to have her room. So the booker came to me like, Freddie, I'm sorry, but uh, Terry is going to take your green room. I was like, well, where am I going to change? Well, can you use the public fun restroom Jesus. to change? What the no. fuck? Exactly. Dude, I couldn't believe that. it. That's, and that's you know what? Shit. I let it out on a stage 
And I had the people at the last song. And then she started her set. It took her a while to get, but people were coming up to me. He was like, dude, your show was a lot better. It's like, well, yeah, the energy was, <laughs> I was pissed off, man. Ever. You know, it's like, forget her. I was like very disappointed. And, and I mean, you know, there were people like that. It was, it's really just surprised me. You know, I said, all right, fine. I was cool. I changed them. Hey, aren't you going to be performing? Yeah, I'm taking a piss next to a guy. You know, it's like, what the fuck? you know, in public bathroom and changing with my clothes there. But yeah, that was, I can't that happens. That, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's like when I met so AC Slater, when I met him, I was going to some talent agency thing when I was younger, trying to child star and shit. But at that event, they were going to have it. You get to meet him, get an autograph, get pictures with them, all this shit. So after you do your screen test, you know, you go to the room where he's at and he's chilling there. And I was so excited because I love Saved by the Bell at that time. And I thought he was fucking cool. You know, oh, AC Slater, fucking the Jerry Curl hair. Like, look at this guy's fucking cool. Fuck Zach Morris. You know, I was so excited. I go up to him the whole time. This fucking girl standing next to him, some hot girl just all chatting her off. Like I could tell clearly, you know, you know, a celebrity, some girl attractive in his eyes, like being like, what's up, girl? No point. Did he ever make fucking eye contact with me? No, I was just like, hey, how you doing? He grabbed he by 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 like fucking without looking, grabs the paper of his image, signs it, hands it to me. And then and that was it. And then continued <laughs> the whole time conversation. I was like, motherfucker, dude, like I was yeah. so heartbroken. And I was like, I even said, thank you still. Nada, like nothing. I, I was like, dude, like it was that was one of those moments where you meet like, you know, fucking someone you admire and they let you down. What was funny as I posted that on Instagram like two years ago and he he contacted me. <laughs> he apologized. So that was cool. Oh, like, All right. Oh, really? He, he fucking apologized. That's hilarious. Yeah. I used to be obsessed with Mario Lopez. Yeah, I still have that message like on because I don't delete shit. So it's on my phone still uh, on my That's Instagram really messages. But yeah. He's like, hey, you know, I'm so sorry about that. Like that, that's not me now. Like, uh, you know, I'm hoping that one day if we ever meet, the impression that I give you is it's n- not going to be the same, blah, 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 this and then. I was like, oh, shit. Fucking AC Slater wrote me back. He apologized. <laughs> I was like, all right. I that's forgive so wild. You. But like, that's like crazy. I, it was wrong. But I understood because it's like, dude, he was young. He was attractive. Here's this girl. So he let that get to him. But it's like. Like I got what he was doing, but at the same time, it's like, bro, dude, you got all these fucking kids here who admire your ass. Like fucking, you know, put your boner down for a while, bro. And say hi to these kids, you know, like check the ego. You got to check the ego, man. Yeah. But at least he apologized. That that was what was cool about him that he wrote. He hit me up and he said, Hey, I'm sorry, man. (laughs) So that's cool. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Mike, how about you? That's nice. So. Yeah, no, I'm going to take it back to the Punisher. I was having a conversation with the guy at our local shop, Ryan, and he was talking about how the Punisher is like Superman and that it's really easy to write a bad story with those characters because the Punisher has like one gimmick, which is that, you know, he murders people. He, he shoots people with guns yeah. and that's kind of it. And it just, it made me sit there and think about how we've had all these different adaptations of the Punisher on film and TV and really like, you know, none of them, I don't think any of them are quite, as definitive as say daredevil on netflix was where like you know it's pretty universally loved i think it's pretty divisive some people like it some people don't but yeah it's just it's something where it makes me appreciate a good story with these characters that are really tough to write like like you know we were talking about the punisher kills the marvel universe earlier and how that's a really fun one even though it's not a a real official story 
Or Garth Ennis wrote one called The Punisher Born, which is like, you know, his origin in Vietnam, which is also really good. Yeah. Um, That one's dark. Very graphic. Yeah. I mean, like, that's Garth Ennis in a nutshell is it's like, oh, he's going to murder puppies and he's going to show it to you the entire time. But at the same time, when, you know, he he does it well, like, it's just that you have to be in the right mood for it. And then you have to go watch Schindler's List for pick me up afterwards. Yeah. Um, anything you read of garth ennis yeah you need something to pick your ass up after the right fact. well i mean you were talking about how you like cross like i am very <laughs> familiar with cross i will never buy those comics because i know what i'm in for and like and at the same time like i keep on like finding them on the bookshelves at the, at the bookstores and i'm like oh i wonder what this one's about and i'm like i know what this one's about and it's like and i'm grumpy afterwards. <laughs> i'm like oh i just you know my wife was curious about it so she read the first and she oh, was God. so mad she was so fucking mad with me <laughs> I was like, I told you, like, because she was trying to find something for her cousin. And I was like, I mentioned like, oh, yeah, this book. And then I'm like, but don't like, don't read it. My By me telling her, don't it, it brought, yeah. you know, so we're there at the shop. So she starts going through it. And she was so pissed off after like, why the fuck would you let me read that? I'm like, I told you not to. I said it's fucking it's like a- very dark and disturbing. It's so graphic. Like, it's a scary like, I mean, you know, it's fucking zombies in the worst kind possible, but they're not zombies. It's just a terrible. Yeah, it's basically they're all id. You know, they're all like no impulse control. And so it's like mm. rape and murder and cannibalism no. and everything. Yeah. Fucking book. <laughs> Sounds like not yeah, my it, vibe. It, no. No, it really, it's not my vibe either. But every now and then I'm like, oh, I wonder what this story is about. Maybe it's different. I'm like, no, I, I fucking knew what I was in for. I'm like, hmm. But yeah. It's well, like end of the world stuff. It's why, and like this caught my interest of that. So I'm always just about stuff like that when it comes to the end of the world and things like that mm-hmm. level. And though I know it's graphic and dark, I'm, I'm not even like that. You know, you guys hear me like, I like, yeah. fucking, I love enjoying happy things, but it's just one of those that caught my interest. Like, fuck, dude, imagine if this really happened. Like, that's scary. Like, what the fuck? Uh, check out Marvel Dark Ages. They just wrap that up. That's like another like imaginary story, but the idea is like end of the world in the Marvel universe. Check it out. You'll like it. But that's kind of where I'm at. But yeah, like we are so grateful that you guys were able to take the time and come and hang out with us today. This was really wonderful. And, and we have been we've been jazzed about this for months, ever since we started talking to you about having you on for an episode. <laughs> well, thank yeah, you we for have. inviting us, man. Well, thank Seriously. you so much for inviting us. Yeah, definitely. And we'll definitely do some more in the future. And like you said, we're always, you know, Santos and I are always uh, looking for great podcasts to share and, and to, you know, express how we feel about these movies or comics and or whatever we want to talk about. So, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, we're not limited to comic books when we come on to other people's shows. So it's fine. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, thank you, man. You guys are all fucking awesome. <laughs> well, likewise. And so, as always, we'll be back in two weeks to talk about something new. And until then, we'll see you all in the stacks. Thanks for listening to Tencent Takes. Accessibility is important to us, so text transcriptions of each of our published episodes can be found on our website. This episode was hosted by Jessica Frazier, Mike Thompson, Santos Madrano, and Freddie Morales, and edited by Jessica Frazier. Our intro theme was written and performed by Jared Emerson Johnson of Bay Area Sound. Our credits and transition music is Pursuit of Life by Evan McDonald and was purchased with a standard license from Premium Beat. Our banner graphics were designed by Sarah Frank, who you can find at lookmomdraws.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, ask us questions, or tell us about how we got something wrong, please head over to 10centtakes.com or shoot an email to 10centtakes at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. The official podcast account is 10 Cent Takes. 
Jessica is Jessica Whippa, and Jessica spelled with a K, and Mike is Van Sau, V-A-N-S-A-U. An 88 miles per hour podcast. You guys can find us. You can check us out. We are on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, and no one cares about fucking Facebook. So go on Instagram. We do a lot of our stuff there. So you can find us. It is 88 MPH podcast. We post a lot of comedy videos, music related posts, our episode updates. That's where you could really find a lot of the content for 88. Also on Twitter, where you it's more of a direct talking and, and sharing, where it's 88 MPH pod. So Instagram, it's podcast, where Twitter is pod. And my voice cracked right now for some fucking reason. <laughs> so yeah, so check us out. 88 miles per hour podcast, Southless and Freddy. If you'd like to support us, be sure to download, rate, and review wherever you listen. Stay safe out there. And support your local comic shop. <laughs>